Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The Action Network Podcast. I'm just about that action, boss. Throwing end zone. Spectacular catch. They're saying it's a catch. Touchdown. You see, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. Oh, my God. That's incredible. <laughs> Big bank, small bank, I like to make money. All right. That is the ultimate kibosh. You want to bet? <laughs> and we are underway. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Action Network podcast presented by FanDuel. I'm your host, Chris Raybon, and this is your NFL Week 18 betting preview where we talk about our favorite totals, teasers, underdogs, and crack open our weekly Sunday six-pack of Against the Spread bets with the help of my co-host, the Prime Minister of Degenerate Nation, Stucky Stuck. What is going on? What's up, brother? Hope you're... uh... Feeling a little better. I know you're under the weather. Seems like everyone in the world over the past month has been or is currently sick. I think we should say right off the bat, our thoughts are uh, with Damar Hamlin and his family. And as far as football is concerned, we're not going to speculate on the frame of mind of you know the Bills and the, and the Bengals for that matter this week. And also, we still don't know how the game's going to be treated. We're recording this on a Wednesday night. So just off the bat, is Ravens Bengals for division? We don't know yet. We don't know how the NFL is going to treat that game. Uh, so it could be meaningless. The Bills game could not mean much to them, if depending on how the NFL handles this, if the Chiefs went on Saturday. So we're not going to get into those games. Those teams also probably worried about a lot bigger things. So, uh, yeah, crazy week the NFL. Still some info to come. So just wanted to throw that out there because we are recording this on, on a Wednesday night. But we uh, are going to move on and – talk some of the other games in week 18 one of my one of my favorites it's they're always a very interesting week all right so last week of the regular season no more thursday night football so we are going to jump right into the week 18 sunday six-pack thirsty for action let's crack open the sunday six-pack All right, Stuck, three and three week for us last week. 69-49 is the score. I'll start us off for my first pick of the week 18 Sunday six-pack presented by FanDuel. I'm going with the Tennessee Titans plus six at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Listen, the Titans, they punted last week. They're starting Joshua Dobbs this week, uh, who's – 
think an upgrade on Malik Willis based on what we saw and just based on how bad Willis was, you know, he just, he couldn't gain passing yards with Willis on the field. So, uh, you know, six points in a division game to me with everything on the line is still a lot, especially when you have Tennessee, very well coached team under Mike Vrabel, uh, when he's been an underdog by field goal or more 21 and nine against the spread 70% in his career and Tennessee, you know, the one thing about kind of punting last week against Dallas is, you know, as many people as could get healthy are healthy for this game. Uh, you know, they really the only guys on the injury report were guys that wouldn't play a ton of snaps anyways, only a couple of guys, but everyone else practiced at least on a limited basis. So, uh, you know, you're going to get a full strength Tennessee team that's been preparing for two weeks for this uh, and, and should be healthy enough. Not ideal with the backup quarterback, but that's why you're getting, you know, the six points here. And this is another one of those games, you know, should be on the lower scoring side. And, you know, this year, especially we've seen those games. Uh, trend toward the underdog when there's an underdog of a field goal or more total of 47 or less 71 and 46 this year, 61%. So uh, I just think, you know, Tennessee, they've been the division uh, champs for the last few years. I don't think they're going to let it go that easy without a fight and let Jacksonville blow them out here. Even if the the Jags end up taking it, I think it's going to be a pretty close game. So give me the Titans plus six in Jacksonville. Yeah, classic Vrabel spot. I think that this is bottom of the market for the Titans, who have just been dreadful over the past month and a half. Major rest advantage here. And, you know, Jaguars tried last week, played all their starters. Tennessee basically has had a couple weeks off, get that defense healthy. Most importantly, they got Dobbs reps against Dallas, but their defense will be as healthy as it's been in a while. And their depth piece has got some experience over the past month or so. Lean on Henry here. This is a position that the Jags aren't used to being in. So, yeah, I think it's too many points with a low total. I played some Tennessee because I show a little value in there because I also have, if anyone followed my Jags preseason division future, so hoping for Jags by three uh, to get a little middle there. But I I do show value, and I I think that this is probably going to end up being a field goal game, one of those games where the Titans find a way to keep it close. But their putter could have a big set. I think if he has three punts, uh, if he doesn't have eight punts, doesn't punt more than eight times um, with a, an average below 33, he's going to set the NFL single season record for net punting average. But uh, I agree with you there. For my first pick of the week 18 Sunday six pack, I'm going with the Philadelphia Eagles minus 14 against the New York football Giants. And for, well, let me, I'll first talk about that game, which leads me into my second game. A lot of week 18, because the NFL is greedy um, and they don't do it how they used to. Like all the games that mean something should be played at the same exact time. I think they do that in soccer. But now we have to have, we have to fill Saturday slots. We have to fill the primetime slot. Um, so there's, we'll, we'll get into some of that. But there's also games that at the same time that will impact each other. And there's teams that are watching, which, I'll get into in just a moment. But with the Eagles here, obviously heavily incentivized to win this game, they will lock up the one seed, home field advantage throughout. Jalen Hurts should play against a Giants team that's already locked into the six. They have probably spent the entire week preparing for the Minnesota Vikings, their likely opponent, and they can't improve their positioning. And then if they win that game, which they easily could, they're going to play the Eagles uh, most likely. Why show anything more here? This is a Giants team that already lost by – 26 at home when they were trying to the Eagles. It's not a great matchup. 
I think that the Eagles come out with their hair on fire here, build a lead, and the Giants just aren't a team that's going to play from behind and keep up. And I think their starters might play, or there's a spokesman, but I mean, I think like a driver too. And then it's pull everybody. They're already dealing with a ton of injuries on both sides of the ball. Uh, and then I think the Eagles just run away and hide. And this game ends up being like 35-10. This isn't a play, not like me to really like two touchdowns, but I think that's how it plays out. And then for my second pick of the week 18 Sunday six pack, correlated play here. I played the Washington Commanders plus seven and a half. Sam Howell starting. This the Cowboys could sneak up to potentially the one seed. They could win the division, but the Eagles would have to lose to the Giants. I think the Eagles blow out the Giants. And then what happens? Well, the Cowboys are going to see the score. Probably pull your starters. They're already dealing with a lot of injuries. Plus, their pass offense isn't playing well. Their pass defense isn't playing well. Washington can still stop the run. I don't mind Sam Howell playing here. Dallas hasn't been preparing for him. I assume they've been spending most of this week preparing for Tampa Bay. They're about 98% probability that they're going to go to Tampa Bay next week. No no film on Sam Howell who can run a little bit. I think you're going to get some Heineke too. There's, you know, Washington's still playing their division rival. They're still going to care. That's a theme that we'll talk about throughout. These teams still care with very, very rare exceptions. Uh, so give me the Eagles to blow out the Giants. And in turn, that leads to – and I don't even mind the Commanders a plus seven and a half with Hal starting if they played the Cowboys the entire game. The Cowboys could barely blow out the Titans last week who basically punted that game. But I do think the Cowboys, if it plays out how I think it does, will eventually sit their starters, which will enable Washington to come back if need be. So let's go with an NFC East pair to start Philly and Washington. Yeah, I mean, the key is no Carson Wentz for Washington. It's going to be yep. it's going to be Howell and it's going to be Heineke. No yeah, the market has gone from like three and a half up to four and a half, up to all the way up to seven and a half. And I'm like, why? It's you're going for how much worse? How much worse can it get from Wentz? I don't think it really can. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I mean the 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 key is the Eagles. You know, have, getting that big weed, which you know, I know Debo is saying, you know, we'll probably try for a little bit, but I, it just doesn't make sense. You know, it's the Giants' first playoff berth in so long. Uh, like you said, so many injuries, and it, it it just wouldn't make sense for them to go all out, especially when you're going to see Philly potentially again in a couple of weeks if you handle business. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think if they're down big, they would 100% sit. Like, if they get down, they would 100% sit everyone. And I think that the way Philly's going to come out here and the way they match up with their run game, they're going to build a lead. And then it makes – then if you're Dable and you have your starters in there and someone gets hurt, you're going to look like an idiot. So, I think eventually by the second half, this snowballs on New York and then keeps snowballing and then it's a, a party in Philly. All right. Uh, yeah, can't argue with it. For my second pick and the fourth overall of the week 18 Sunday six pack, I'm going with the Carolina Panthers plus three and a half at the New Orleans Saints. And this is essentially a meaningless game. Essentially, it is. <laughs> it's a, I mean, I say when I say meaningless, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's certain guys that are, you know, they're fighting for jobs and stuff like that. Meaningful but, to some, too. There's, we yeah. bet, there's, there's a spread on it. So, yeah, exactly. I, you're right. Tampa Bay locked it up last week with the win over Carolina. But, you know, this New Orleans team, I, I think last week was the week to back them against Philly. You know, they, they pulled through, ended up pulling the upset. But I still think this Carolina team is going to play feisty here. I still think Carolina has a good chance to win this game. You look at New Orleans, and New Orleans is playing a lot better defense. That's really what's kind of kept them in these 
these games lately, but New Orleans has been a lot better against the pass than the run. And we know Carolina wants to run the football. New Orleans still just 19th in DVOA against the run. And then, you know, Sam Darnold, you know, he had a couple of, uh, of bad plays in that Tampa Bay game, but overall he still played very well. Uh, he's still first out of 42 quarterbacks in EPA, uh, EPA plus uh, completion percentage over expectation composite. He's third in EPA per play. He's eighth in success rate. So this Panthers offense is no joke, I think, whether they're running or passing. And this Saints offense, it's kind of been, you know, they're going to score between, you know, 13 and 20 points in every game. And, you know, the way Carolina came out, even against Tampa Bay on a road uh, and built that 21-3 lead, you know, I think I think that was a better defense than, than the Saints defense. So uh, I'm not knocking Carolina for being on the road. Still a divisional game. Uh, still both teams playing for pride here. So uh, I like the Panthers getting more than a field goal against a team. I'm not convinced is, is really that much better uh, if at all. And uh, just another one of these games here where you have this low total and uh, a dog by a field goal or more. Those are hitting 61% this year. So uh, one more time before we're out of here, got to go with the Panthers plus three and a half in new Orleans. I have zero opinion, feel, or wait, or desire to wager on this uh, essentially meaningless game, but you are the Panthers whisperer. So uh, who am I to complain? So I will be rooting for you and the podcast on this. Uh, I'll be in Vegas um, for Sunday. So I will have this on. This will be on one TV and I will make sure to, I I probably don't even have to pay attention because you're the Panthers whisperer, but uh, (laughs) can't complain with your, I can't, uh, Doubt your logic here. All right, for my third pick and the fifth overall of the Week 18 Sunday six-pack, I'm going with the Los Angeles Rams plus six and a half at the Seattle Seahawks. If you can find a seven, doesn't matter for this contest, but up to like minus one, you know, below minus 125, that's what I played, and I I don't mind that. Still like it at six and a half. This is a theme in Week 18. Teams that are eliminated – which the Rams are playing teams that need to win either to get in or for playoff positioning since 1990, 96, 59 and four against the spread 62%. I'm going to have an article out on actionnetwork.com and in the action network app detailing a lot of these infamous examples in the past, but look no further than last year when the Colts, all they had to do was win against the lowly Jags as 14 point favorites. And they got crushed happens every year. This year you have the jets who are eliminated at the Dolphins, so that's a little weird situation because we have the quarterback, but we'll talk about that later. Get the Browns uh, at the Steelers, which we'll talk about later, and then the Rams at the Seahawks. And I think this line is a little bit inflated. By the way, you want to hear a crazy conspiracy theory? Matt Stafford comes off the IR. I don't think this is going to happen, but Matt Stafford can come off the IR this week. Uh, his most famous game is when he was with uh, Detroit, was when he lost to the Seahawks, but he comes off IR to beat the Seahawks, to help his old Lions, because the Lions uh, are eliminated if the Seahawks win, for what it's worth. But I don't think that's going to happen, but it would be uh, pretty wild if like Stafford's like, I'm going to suit up and get the Lions into the playoffs. Um, but I think it's going to be Baker Mayfield here, who loves to he's – he's playing a lot better you, like, than I than I thought he would in, in McVay's system. Loves to throw to his tight ends, loves to throw to his backs. Seattle's dead last in the NFL, defending both. 
Rams run game showing some signs of life lately, which they could get going against Seattle. Seahawks, you know, played well last week. Relatively, kind of, they got a bunch of interceptions. Still a team on on the downtrend on both sides of the ball. Now you're asking them to win by seven plus uh, with all the pressure on them. Uh, Rams with Wolford a couple weeks ago should have beat Seattle. I was on them then. I'm on them again here. Give me the and a lot of times when you get these teams, you, you get an inflated line, but the teams that have to win are pl- play tight. And you know, McVay and company will have like trick plays that can come and play loose. This is now their Super Bowl. Uh, this is a team that you know won the Super Bowl last year. This is their Super Bowl. Let's end the Seahawks season. And this is our final meaningful game. So everyone will show up and they've been playing hard uh over the past few weeks, which I like. So yeah, give me. A classic play of mine in week 18, a team that's eliminated, playing a team that needs to win uh, as a road dog. Give me the Rams here. Yeah, I mean, this is a lot of points, even if regardless of the circumstances for Rams, Seahawks, you know, I know that I mean, I know the Seahawks played well last week, but still, I mean, the Rams, you know, they're they're definitely improved from the Wolford Perkins, whatever that was with uh, with Baker under. under yeah. Center, so. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, for my third pick and the fifth overall, the Week 18 six-pack presented by FanDuel, going with the Las Vegas Raiders plus nine and a half at the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs, they're going to be trying to win this game, but you know the time you want to fade the Chiefs is when they're playing these games with a huge spread. You know, going back all the way back to November uh, 8th of 2020, and including the postseason, Kansas City more than a field goal favorite with Mahomes starting just nine and 24, 27% against the spread this year, three and nine, just 25% uh, against the spread. And, you know, this Raider team looked pretty feisty against San Francisco last week uh, on both sides of the ball. You know, it, it was a lot closer than I think people thought. And uh, I think the Raiders, you know, this, they're still going to, uh, come out hard here. Stidham doesn't still not a ton of film on him uh, with the Raiders, and they are healthier. You know, they got Waller back, they got uh, Renfro back. So I think the Raiders come out here and still give a, a pretty good effort here. Last game in the season, and the Chiefs more or less just don't cover these big numbers. Uh, really good chance, you know, usually over seventy percent that they don't. So pretty much as simple as that. Give me the the Raiders to cover the big number uh, in KC on Saturday. Yeah, Chiefs is a favorite of over seven, always worth a look as a fade. And I agree with you. Look, doesn't matter for this contest, taking the nine and a half, but I'm going to be on the Raiders too. It's at nine and a half now. 
in a little bit of a dead range with a chance to get to 10. Yep. So if you're listening out there, if it's not at 10 already, or if it's, you might just want to wait um, and see if that 10 pops. But yeah, it's Stidham last week threw for more yards than Carr did at any game this season, threw for <laughs> a higher average than Carr did at any game this season, and threw for as many touchdowns as Carr did, and matched his longest play from scrimmage against the number one defense in the NFL. And we talked about it all year. Carr doesn't really fit in that system, yep. right? And Stidham knows the system yep. and looked very comfortable uh, running that scheme. And, yeah, he's got all his weapons back. It's not like the Chiefs defense is going to put up a lot of resistance. One thing that I really liked is Stidham, who had, I think he had, was the highest rated passer last week. He had, like, he had like 400 yards against the 49ers. And then, you know, he had an unlucky pick. And he came into the locker room and was apologizing to his teammates for not getting it done. And uh, I saw Devonta Adams was like, no, we shut that down right away. So, like, I love, like, the accountability. And this goes back to, like, all right, Chiefs are playing for the – to yeah, who knows? We don't know what the NFL is going to decide this other game. But they need to win this game for the one seed regardless. And this goes back to, okay, little inflated lines and, and circumstances like this because the Raiders are – you know, are no longer alive and eliminated. This now becomes the Raiders Super Bowl, right? At home, let's end the the Chiefs' chances of potentially getting the one seed. We built some momentum last week. You also have guys, like I said before, they're just, you're playing your division rival. You're at home. It's going to be a pretty good atmosphere. There's incentives. You're playing for contracts and jobs and et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, I think this line's inflated. Uh, Chiefs over touchdowns a favorite is always worth a look as a fade. I, I agree with you there. All right, so that, that's going to wrap it up for the uh, Week 18 six-pack. Uh, to recap, Stuck's going with the Eagles minus 14, the Commanders plus 7, and the Rams plus 6.5. I'm going with the Titans plus 6, the Panthers plus 3.5, and, and the Raiders plus 9.5. Now it's time for our Week 18 coaches pep talk. Every time we get ready to play, I just want to throw up. I'm sick of watching you guys play. This week's Coach's Pep Talk comes to us from the 2019 mockumentary, Any Given Saturday Afternoon. And got to dedicate it to Mike Vrabel here. Always a baller as a dog. Always has his team ready to go as an underdog. And uh, as you mentioned, stuff they've been playing some of the worst football uh, in the week over this last, what, month, two months even? But all they need is one win here with Joshua Dobbs, <laughs> and uh, they're in the playoffs. Mike yeah, Rabel. I'm sure he'll have a great locker room speech and have his have his guys ready to go on Saturday night. Yes, sir. We are fighting a global fight for a share of people's TVs. We need to make this sport more exciting. You are not losers. You are not dorks. You don't suck. What you do is not stupid and worthless, and I don't give a shit who tells you that. I don't care if it's your kids, your wives, your parents. You go up and you tell somebody you're an athlete, that asshole shouldn't be laughing. It's gonna be the greatest underdog story in the modern sports era. Now that is a hell of a story. All right, let's get into our favorite total of the week. All right, uh, I went, with the first pick. So uh, where are you going with the total? Uh, that's natural segue here with, I'm going to go with the Titans Jaguars under 
Uh, what's it sitting at on FanDuel right now? 39 and a half. 39 and a half. Uh, this is what we just talked about. Brayville's going to have this defense ready. They should be as healthy as they've been in weeks. Their depth pieces have got some experience. I expect their defense, a lot of familiarity here. It's also for the division. Both teams are going to come out really tight, uh, conservative. They're very familiar with each other. Jags defense, very strong against the run. And after a fast start, they really bottled up Henry in the second half last start. Last time they met earlier this season. The weakness of the Jags, besides Tyson Campbell, is one of the most underrated corners in the league right now, is their pass defense across the board. Is that something that Josh Dobbs is really going to exploit? No. Uh, I think this turns into a really low-scoring game. Totals come down a little bit. I still like it a, a bit. I like it a little more over 40, but still like it at 39 half. Let's call this 17 – I'm going to say a 17-13 final. Jags win. Yep, seems like a low-scoring divisional type of matchup here. And uh, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh-Cleveland under 40-and-a-half on FanDuel. You know, looking at this Pittsburgh team with T.J. Watt, they're playing a lot better defense. Uh, just the last five games for Pittsburgh, 19-16, 16-14, 24-16, 13-10, And then you look at Cleveland with Watson, they've had only one game hit 41. That was that game against Houston where they scored – like three touchdowns on defense special teams. Besides that, it's 23-10, 13-3, 17-10, to 24-10. So both of these teams have been playing low-scoring games. Uh, you have an outdoor divisional under, which uh, since the start of last season, 70-46-1, and 60%. This season, 34-19-1, 64%. So uh, give me the Steelers, Browns under 40 and a half. <clears throat> yep don't mind this at all i'll have a little bit more on it in a bit all right uh so yeah to recap sucks going jacks titans under 39 and a half i'm going steelers browns under 40 and a half Let's get into our favorite teasers of the week oh yeah six point teasers if you don't want me to For anyone not familiar with teasers, it's when you get an additional allotment of points to uh, parlay with two or more bets. So the standard is a six-point teaser, which would mean a eight-point favorite would become a two-point favorite. A two-point underdog would become an eight-point underdog. Stucky has a lot of great content out about teasers and which key numbers you want to tease through and all that good stuff. So uh, if you search, if you Google Stucky teasers, you'll find all of it. Uh, but where are you going with your teaser for this week, Stuck? Yeah, let's let's go with a a classic to close out the regular season. Anytime that you can tease through three and seven, either a underdog up or a favorite down in a low scoring game, those are ideal two team six point teasers. So let's let's go with the Minnesota Vikings down from seven and a half to one and a half. And look, I mean, there's not much to say about this game. The Bears are clearly trying to tank. Uh, they're starting Nathan Peterman, who's a historically bad quarterback, one of the worst of all time, uh, EPA per play. And I think Malik Willis is the only one worse. Um, and the they have a historically bad defense. I mean, it is it is bad, bad. So Vikings should be able to get back on track here. They play at one. They still have incentive. Uh, I'm sure they want to get that taste out of their mouth from last week. They also could get up, move up to the two seed. 
And the Bears are playing Nathan Peterman. Need I say more? And then uh, let's pair the Vikings with the Browns. Tease them up from plus two and a half to plus eight and a half against the Steelers. Look, Steelers have been covering machines of late, but they've also been pretty fortunate in late game. Like they've had a, a number of fourth quarter miraculous comebacks and scores in the final minute against the Raiders, the Ravens. Um, there's a couple other games where they outscored their opponent 10 nothing in the fourth quarter as well. So I think, you know, they had value about, you know, a month and a half ago and because they, they had a gauntlet of a schedule. Now I think it's the opposite. I think that they're finally overvalued because they need to win. This fits that, that scenario that I talked about earlier. Browns are eliminated playing their rival. I think this line's a bit inflated after the Steelers have had a, a pretty easy, easy stretch here over the past month plus. And most importantly, you know, you already laid out the case for the under. This should be a lower scoring game. I could take the Browns from two and a half to plus eight and a half. It was also nice to see Watson, who had to deal with, you know, obviously had a lot of rust. He also had to deal with a lot of weather, nasty weather conditions. He finally was productive in that second half against Washington last week. Uh, so uh, I think that he can carry over some of that momentum. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll make Pittsburgh and Kenny Pickett beat me by you know, 10 plus here, which I don't think happens. So yeah, let's go Minnesota, Cleveland. Yeah. I like Minnesota as well. Uh, as you mentioned, it looks like the bears are trying to tank. I know they're saying, you know, Fields had some hip issues, this and that, but realistically at this point, but even if they're not trying to tank, just playing Nathan Peterman <laughs> with that, their whole team is just fields running. That's it. They're playing Nathan Peterman with that defense. Like, they could try as hard as they want. They could. This could be a hundred and eighty percent max effort game, and the Vikings stink. They're down the bottom five DVOA, but it still won't be enough. Oh, these Vikings, man! Every week is just an adventure. It's the Vikings. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going with the Vikings as well, and uh, I'll go Miami up from plus one to plus seven. Uh, I know it's kind of usually, you know, the Jets now they're eliminated. The Dolphins. Uh, still have reason to win but you know it Skyra Thompson is going to start here and I, I still think you know last time not Mike Glennon you know you don't think they're going to go I mean, maybe they do I, maybe they do uh I maybe both get in I, I kind of hope it's Thompson but you know the last time they, they played it was I what? think you're in trouble if it's Glennon from judging yeah, what we saw I mean, from obviously, last week but I, I just you know Jets coming off the you know getting eliminated I just think you know, may, maybe they win the game, but seven still a lot for them. There still could be a letdown. This is not a team that's very experienced with with that kind of thing. Uh, and you know, Miami having already kind of been in this situation and it got away from them in the fourth quarter. Miami still has a lot of talent at the skill positions. You know, so this is the kind of team I you know don't mind teasing up. I mean, even look what happened last week against the Patriots. You know, Patriots kind of controlled that game in the you know in the, well not even controlled the game. They took the lead in the second half and. Uh, looked like they were going to cover by uh, the big number, and then you know Miami gets a score late. I think you could see something similar here, so uh, I'll take. Wouldn't bet the wouldn't bet the Dolphins at whatever it is plus one, but uh, don't mind them at seven here. Anytime I can get you know Tyreek and Waddle and McDaniel uh, against uh, at like seven at home, uh, I'll take it. So give me the Dolphins teased with the Vikes. Uh, you got the Vikes teased with the Browns, uh, one and a half to eight and eight and a half. I've got Vikings one and a half, Dolphins to seven. Let's get into our money line underdog parlay. Turning good weekends into great weekends. 
It's time for the Moneyline Parlay. We uh, both did not hit last week. So I think one of the first, I mean, you've been, you've hit 10 of these this year. I've hit six. So uh, rare, rare that neither of us hits any, but uh, let's go that's the regular season strong. Where are you going for your Moneyline dog parlay this week? Let's go the first half for the first time this year. And we're going to fade the team I faded last week who almost lost to the Arizona Cardinals backups they're tired they didn't play any of the corners they played david blau they were leading with you know 30 seconds to go uh, i'm gonna take the tampa bay bucks first half uh plus you can get them let's see at fanduel plus right one now, 36 plus 136 which i think is a joke so uh, i mean obviously this line is assuming that the bucks are going to set their starters they're playing for nothing but Todd Bowles already came out and said, we want to play our starters. Brady is adamant that they're going to play. He wants to play everyone they have a lot to work on. Now, do I think they're going to play all their starters the entire game? No. Do I think that uh, a couple of starters who are, you know, dealing with nagging injuries may sit? Yes. But if you look historically, Brady always plays the entire first half in these games. Every time. Go back to 2012, 10, like any time of the Patriots where they have everything locked up, play a meaningless game. He always plays the entire first half. And I can see them wanting to do that because this is a team that does have a lot of issues. And Brady just always wants to do it, do it that way. And this is a Falcons team that's playing Desmond Ritter, who's awful. And their defense is awful. And the Bucks run D is still good. And this is like the Falcons team, David Blau and all of the Cardinals backups and the ghost of Cliff Kingsbury on the sidelines. They had needed a last second field goal to win at home last week. Bucks, I think, are going to play their starters for most of the first half here. This is, and I can get a plus one forty-five all day. Give me the Bucks. First half. All right. Uh, I'm thinking, like, do you think? Uh, I was going to go. I think. Do- I think the Texans are going to going to tank. Yeah, no, I, I think was thinking tank. too. They might try to tank. Lovey Smith openly, uh, which I'll talk about. He in 2014, Sean Payton always talks about this. He openly tanked because they had to lose to lock up the one seed, the number one pick for yeah. Jameis Winston. And he kept taking out pl- players and he sabotaged their plays so they could get the number one pick. So with the yeah. Bears making this move with Peterman, yeah, I think the Texans are going to counter. That actually, Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, and Saturday we'll try. like The Colts can't really improve their draft pick unless the Cardinals lose, which isn't going to happen. I mean, the Cardinals uh, win. And then what are the, the, what are the Chargers doing? They're just – Well, the, if the Chargers – if the Ravens lose at one, the Chargers have nothing to play for. Okay. But if the Ravens win against the Bengals, we still don't know what that game means yet. Then hmm. the Chargers have an incentive to move up to five because then instead of playing the Bengals or Bills, you play the winner of the AFC South. Hmm. But that's why that line has moved because they announced the Ravens games at one for some reason. I don't know why. Why? Uh, yeah. Which means that if the Ravens lose and there are seven point dogs, then the Chargers will have nothing to play for and they'll probably sit all their starters. All right, for mine, you know, I would go Houston against the Colts if I knew that they weren't going to tank. But I think with with Chicago going with Nathan Peterman, uh, Houston still has to lose to make sure they get that number one pick. So, you know, as bad as the Colts are, I don't want Houston in a game where they'll probably actively not be trying to win. So I'm just going to go back to the Carolina Panthers here, plus 160. 
I think that's a pretty good number in a, a game that's essentially, I think, a toss-up between two teams, pretty even, even in strength. Uh, the market still may not have fully adjusted to Sam Darnold playing as well as he has. And uh, I already mentioned it. I think the you know the Saints, even though they've been playing good D, their weakness has been against the run. And when when Carolina sees a weakness against the run, I mean, they they tend to exploit it. And these players are still going to be you know playing hard. I, they still want. Uh, I think they still want Wilkes to get that job. So I don't think the Panthers are going to mail it in here. Uh, you know, we'll see we'll see what's going on with the Saints. But uh, I think you have a pretty good shot here. Way closer to than, than plus one sixty. I think that line is pretty inflated. So yeah, give me the Panthers plus one sixty. Uh, you got the Bucks plus one thirty six first half. That's about uh, just over a five x payout, so hundred gets you five thirteen. So hopefully we can end the regular season strong here with this money line dog parlay. All right, now it's time for the best of the rest games we haven't covered in any other segment, but are still, as they say, meaningful to some. That's going to be a touchdown, but that may be meaningful to some of you, and you know who I mean. So we're not going to cover the. Bills and Patriots. We're not going to cover the Bengals Ravens. Uh, but first up, we got the Chargers at the Denver Broncos. Broncos favored by two and a half in mile high. The total's 39 and a half. Chargers, it really depends uh on what happens in that uh, you know, with that Ravens game at one. Uh, if they lose, then Chargers would have really nothing to play for. They'd be locked in. So they could sit their starters, which is why you see the Broncos favored. Uh, any thoughts on this one, stuff? Yeah, it's going to depend on the Ravens result at one. Um, we don't know what that game means yet. Can't really bet this. And by the way, the, the league not having all these meaningful games at the same time, I, I just retweeted the tweet that someone sent to me saying, I, they, they the Raiders and Charters still should have kneeled it out last year. So they both got in on week 18 as a big like middle finger to the league for putting these different games at different times. But yeah, we don't know. So can't really say because, I, yeah, it depends on the Ravens game. If you want to watch something really interesting in the market that only happens in week 18, if the ravens Bengals game is close, around 3.30, 3.30, 3.40, regardless of what the NFL decides, the Ravens winning or losing will impact the Chargers for that, that wild card. So if you'll watch, like, say the Ravens get a first down, like in the fourth quarter and improve their win probability, you'll see the Chargers – Broncos line move and then say the Ravens like turned it over uh then you would see the Broncos take money it it will change in real time when there's like a, a big play that will shift the win probability in that game the odds of the Broncos Chargers game will change because it is presumed that the Chargers would sit starters if the Ravens lost and they are seven point underdogs once the league put that game at one o'clock that's why you saw the Broncos take money so yeah, just a little tidbit if you want to watch the live market there late in that game. It's really interesting. Happened during the Ravens-Steelers game last year, which impacted the games later on in the day. But anyway, uh, so yeah, you can't really say it because we don't know the result of the Ravens games. So we don't know what the Chargers are going to do here. So wait and see. I will say, I, I thought the Broncos did – uh, look a lot better under uh, Rosberg. I thought he made some, you know, like I like that one of the first things he did was like, yeah, I'm going to help Albert O block. And, uh, you know, Albert O ends up catching the touchdown, catching the only touchdown pass in that game. But uh, yeah, I, th I mean, I think the Broncos are going to be playing hard here regardless, you know, yep. obviously it's not ideal to now, you know, <laughs> not their favorites, but 
Uh, I wouldn't be completely surprised if if the Broncos the Broncos give the Chargers a hard time, even if the Chargers are playing to win win this game. Yeah, I wish I I see it was stupid me. I thought that they were going to put the uh, Ravens Bengals game at four because I really did like the the Broncos at three three and a half, and uh, I was going to bet it, like actually going to bet it, and it was a one and a half. And I was like, what the hell happened? And then I saw that one minute before they announced the time. Uh, at one o'clock. So, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Now that the Broncos are favored, I think it's the it's probably in in the right place. But uh, more to come. Follow along in the action app to see if you have any plays there. All right. Next, and who's the Chargers' got- backup if if Herbert doesn't go? I forget again. It's uh Chase Daniel, right? Chase Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he never plays, so it'll be Herbert. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, we got the Cardinals at the 49ers. Niners favored by two touchdowns. The total is 40 and a half. Uh, what are your thoughts on this this divisional clash to end the year? Oh, yeah. What, what a joy. I don't know. I mean, we got to find out. This is a big injury report game for the Cardinals, who are obviously a corpse right now. Um, but they tried hard on the road last week, even without all of their corners, with David Blau at quarterback. I don't know who's they haven't said who's gonna be quarterback this week. Have you seen anything? I don't I don't I think nope. they're gonna be uh Cole McCoy or David Blau. We'll see if D Hop plays. But uh, you know, and then here's the 49ers. 49ers play at four. Again, I don't know why they don't play at the same time as the Vikings, but if they still have an incentive because they could get the one seed if they win and the Eagles lose. So here's uh something to watch for as far as live betting. If the if the Vikings lose at one o'clock, which neither of us think is going to happen, but they, but it, but it could. Uh, if the Vikings lose at one o'clock, then the 49ers are locked into the two seed. So if the Eagles are then blowing out the Giants, have a big lead, and the 49ers um, are, you know, doesn't matter what they're doing. If like the Eagles game is in. Looks like it's going to be in doubt. Second half under, live under in that game because the 49ers are then going to say, let's get, look, they can't afford an injury to Brock Purdy. They already lost two quarterbacks. Game's going to be nothing. They already play slow. They're going to just play super conservative. Let's get out of this game healthy. So um, I also think it could work even if the Vikings win. If the Vikings win and the Eagles are rolling, and the 49ers just have a pretty good lead. I think they're going to go pretty conservative in the second half and just really shorten the game uh, against Arizona. But especially if the Vikings lose and then the Eagles are up big, I think a live or second half under in that game would be a perfect play. You should get a bounce back performance from the 49ers defense after getting shredded last week. So, uh, yeah, 14 it's probably about right. I, I really still don't trust Shanahan. Uh, as a, if I if I had to play anything this game, I would play Arizona. But no, thank you. I, it was too much uncertainty with them because I don't trust Shanahan to cover these big numbers, especially in a case where he might not be incentivized to really yeah. pour it on or keep the starters in, depending on the results of other games. So this is an easy pass for me. I actually did money line the four. I think the Forty ers will win the game. I used the Forty ers in a money line parlay. No matter what happens, they'll be incentivized to win for seeding. Use that money line with. Uh, with the Colts, my and this is just pure speculation. You mentioned it earlier. Colts Texans. I think the Texans are are at, openly going the tank. 
you rarely see it in the NFL, but it happens in the final week of the regular season with these teams that can lock in the number one draft pick. One of the times that it's been like publicly announced that this happened was Lovey Smith, the head coach of the Houston Texans, did it in 2014. Just Google Sean Payton, Lovey Smith tank. And Sean Payton's been interviewed many times about it and uh, talks about Lovey Smith openly taking the final regular season game to lose on purpose so that they could get uh, Jameis Winston as the number one overall pick, like to the point where Peyton and company were like, what are we doing? Why are, why are we taking this guy out? And he was just kept taking guys out, calling bad plays. And so, yeah, I, and I had the Colts a little over a field goal favorite. It's awful. It's gonna be Sam Ellinger. This is the worst. This is arguably the worst game of the year. Um, the Colts could like lose the game to the Texans trying to tank to the fun. tanking Texans. Yeah. 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 This is the, I think, uh, yeah, like I mean, both. Falcons, both Cardinals was up there, but Colts, this Colts have been in some awful games this year. This, this could be the worst game of the year. This could be the worst game of the century. It's kind of funny that both teams that would want to tank here, the Bears and the Texans, are playing teams that could conceive of we just lose to them, <laughs> even if they're trying to tank. Like the Vikings, like you mentioned, 28th in DVOA, bottom five team, and the Colts are 32nd in DVOA. So the worst team. So yeah. Two bottom five teams playing two teams that are trying to tank. Look no, this just set this sets up for a classic Vikings. Uh, oh, Greg man. Joseph sixty-six yard field goal to win by uh, two uh, yeah. to add to their one possession record. Oh man! But uh, yeah, I think the Texans are going to openly tank. Um, so maybe that game gets interesting at the end. It's it's just Colts incompetence versus Texans trying to tank. Like Texans are punting on first down. Um, <laughs> the Colts like, are fumbling the punt. <laughs> Colts are fumbling the punt. Uh, yeah, so maybe that maybe the, the game ends up getting interesting from that aspect, but oh, what an awful game on paper! Yeah, got yeah, that's something to monitor though. You know, if we can get any kind of signals headed into the games, I mean, obviously, we got one from the, the Bears, but yeah, if we can get any more confirmation because it's interesting to me that the line is still two and a half. I know it's Sam Ellen, Ellinger, but it, it is. It is odd to me that that line. Is I just crazy. think that game's not taking much action at all yet. Like, who's no one? No one's betting that game. But, but if you thought a team was going to surely tank, I feel like you would take a lot of action on it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's something. Like, that would. Be I don't know if the market. Yeah, the I, shorter I, is better the week. Yeah, I don't know if the market has uh, really got around to that yet, or, or thinks, or is along with my line of thinking. But that's that's my yeah my that's my line of thinking. Yeah, I mean, I I agree, but it's just odd. That, that's why I kind of want to keep monitoring. It's just odd to me that. Because I think the line was three and it's actually gone to two and a half. So I don't know. If, I don't know if people think the Texans aren't going to tank. I don't know if they think the because if the if the Bears lose, the Texans have to lose essentially, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so yeah, and they both play at ten. So I, yeah, it's, it's, it's and it's tough. huge for that franchise. They they need a quarterback and like I, it's, they it's they need it. But right, right now we're showing it's like the money and the bets are split. Um, so I don't know. Maybe they maybe we'll yeah, we'll see. It'll be interesting to watch that market though. I agree with you. Yeah, and that was that was Texans Colts, two and a half, totals 38. Uh so we'll finish it off with Lions, Packers. Packers favored by four and a half, total 40 and a half. Uh, you know, the Lions are pretty tempting here. I don't I don't know that the Packers deserve to be four and a half point favorites, but I always come back to, you know. Number one, this Lions team, 
not really used to these big moments. And number two, just Jared Goff on the road in Lambeau, just not the place I really want to back Jared Goff. But uh, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I think the lines have value here. I've, I've been talking about all year about how the Packers are undervalued, undervalued, undervalued. Now I think it's it's gone too far the other way. Everyone's like, oh, they're going to win the Super Bowl now. If you look over their their recent stretch, like they've been – their defense has still been hard, one of the worst in the NFL from a yards for play perspective. Uh, and they've gotten – they've gotten – finally they're getting the fourth downs. They're getting the special teams touchdowns. They – which has been a, a big part of their turnaround, by the way. They went from like the worst returner in the league to – want the best uh but they're getting the turnovers the special team all these uh you know to a concussion like uh, they're every break has gone their way so now i think they're a bit overvalued here i but here's an interesting thing like the seahawks are favored by six and a half if they win then the lions are eliminated and i personally don't think because I, I like lines i'll be on the lines in some form or fashion but i personally don't think that that impacts the Lions at all. Lions will be eliminated. Packers will be playing to get in. Lions will try just as hard. Um, they can end the Packers season. In fact, I think then they're professionals. Like we talk about, like it'll be, again, that'll go back to that scenario, eliminated team versus mm-hmm. team playing to get in. And in fact, they could play a lot looser, like with, with Dan Campbell and, yeah. and some of their calls. So, but I, I might wait because we see inflated lines. So I think the market will think it matters. Like, oh, the, the lines are, are are done. They can't get in. They're going to be deflated. So if the Seahawks win, um, then I think that you'll see the Packers take money. Yep. Um, and then you can back the lines potentially at a better price. So I'm going to wait on that one. Because I also have money on the Rams. So, you know, if they end up losing – the best case is the Seahawks win by like three, uh, three to six. And then I think that the Packers, especially it's a Sunday night game in isolation, will end up taking money on that narrative, which has been proven not to be true. The Lions are still going to care, I think, just as much divisional rival can end their season. And I think that this price is already a bit inflated, maybe get a little extra value if the Lions are eliminated earlier in the day. Yeah, I think if the if the Lions were eliminated, it would probably close – Packers minus six, maybe yep. six and yep. a half. The Seahawks lose. It, it might go. You might, might get down to four. Might drop down to four. You're still yeah. not getting. I still don't think you're getting down to three either way. No, no. Um, but yeah, I think this is kind of a book. The book's just kind of hedging uh, based on how they think the market will react. Yeah. All right, that is going to wrap it up for the Week 18 Action Network podcast presented by FanDuel. For all of our betting content, be sure to check out actionnetwork.com. You can find Stucky on Twitter at Stucky2. You can find me at Chris Raybon. You can find us at those same handles in the free award-winning Action Network app. Good luck to everybody this week, and let's get this money. Let's go. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.